Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. You are listening to the COB podcast here at AusBiz. I'm your host, David Scott, joined today by Carl Rotto. Carl, uh, look, uh, June's got a pretty tough reputation for markets. And I tell you what, uh, this morning I saw the late sell-off on Wall Street uh, just before 6 a.m. And then I went and looked over at our local market, saw spy futures and thought, you know what, it's going to be a bit of a stretch today ahead of payrolls. And, uh, and so it proved to be when it came to any buying enthusiasm. Yeah, all the Americans are heading off to the beach, so they're not giving us any lead to work with. So stocks are down, back below 7,200 for the ASX 200. You, like you said, we're heading into those non-farm payrolls, a pretty important print with everything that's been going on with FedSpeak recently. And we've got London closed for two days to uh, celebrate Her Majesty. So makes for a little bit of chop, uh, a little less liquidity, and generally that means that uh, risk isn't uh, too well supported. Yeah, like there were some pockets of buying across the broader region today, but uh, and on the local market, it's got to be said as well. But realistically, it was just uh, it was almost pre-conceived uh, that we're going to be lower today. I can look at the market map here. Uh, energy sector uh, definitely a Woodside uh, had an absolute bumper session. It was a standout performer, led the 200 higher up over six percent. Of course, it's now trading with BHP energy assets. BHP, speaking of which, uh, also was one of the few big names to manage a claw in a positive territory as well. It was up two tenths of a percent. Elsewhere, though, it was just really tough going. Not a lot of love there. And once again, those growth names really getting spanked. Uh, Imogene, Megaport, Zip. Uh, I was writing the other market wrap. Zip has now fallen 95% from the record highs that it hit just the last year. Oh, boy. If you loved it at, what, 40 bucks or whatever it was, you're going to love it at 80 cents. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, well and truly below that. Yeah, seventy nine and a half percent, seventy nine and a half cents, I should say, at the moment. So, yeah, yeah been a tough ride. And speaking of which, as well, Square wasn't uh, no too far behind. It was off a five point seven percent as well today. Not a lot of corporate news out, but uh, you mentioned what's going on with those central bankers. I tell you what, mate, uh, I get the sense that uh, doesn't matter whether you're a dove or a hawk or something in between. Particularly in the states at the moment, they want to go and get that Fed funds rate to neutral, which, based on their own assessment, is two and a half percent. They're a long way away from that point right now yeah definitely and we had mary daly even coming out and talking about it and she's typically pretty dovish so um yeah she was banging on the the two and a half percent i had a really good chat today with tiger brokers michael mccarthy talking about some of the uh, games that um, james bullard was playing with the market talking about a fed funds rate at three and a half percent more or less jawboning the market to get there now to discount that in to sort of do some of that heavy lifting without actually having to move the fed funds rate so um you know fun and games right there at the moment but if you look at that september meeting i've been watching that for a while we're back at the market pricing in a 50 basis point hike so that'll be three in succession and that will take us to two and a half percent 
One of the other factors at the moment that uh, people are starting to grapple with is the earning side of the equation as well. We saw uh, over the last couple of weeks, particularly in the States, some of those retailers, the big box retailers really struggling uh, when it comes to inventory levels. Also, you know, grappling with the inflationary pressures that are coming through at the wholesale side of the market and the ability to go pass it on to consumers. Uh, what do you reckon when it comes to that sort of earnings picture moving forward as well? Do you think the markets are really calibrated uh, that there may be a risk that we'll see quite a substantial slowdown ahead? Yeah, well, I'm not smart enough or experienced enough to know for sure. Or, or have a really strong idea on it. But the way that I've always looked at it is that the um, sell-side analysts are always late to the party when it comes to these downgrades, and they haven't really set off on that pro... Uh, pro uh, they haven't set on that process fully just yet. And in fact, um, Rudy from FN Arena was on today having that exact discussion as well. Go back and watch that one talking about we're only starting to see the beginning of a downgrade cycle. Um, so, you know, it really does suggest that we're, we've still got that earnings part of the kind of uh, price drops to, to, to come, um, to, to be discounted, I should say, in, into the market. It's, it's not fully there. Yeah, I've written about an interview a couple of weeks ago, of course, as well. And uh, yeah, certainly still a lot of people bring it up on the program as well today, concerns that it hasn't been fully factored in at this stage. And uh, certainly looking at what's been going on with bond yields and financial conditions, you look at where they typically going to lead to. Earnings downgrades usually follow. And uh, when you've got companies like Snap, going saying, oh yeah, advertising revenues uh, aren't as strong as uh, not we previously conceived for the other current quarter. And of course, it, uh, it got absolutely smacked along with some of those other growth names. Uh, it says that it's just not now linked to growth-orientated names. Oh, sorry, um, to uh, goods-orientated names, but also uh, some of those services as well. So one to keep a pretty close eye on at the moment. I'll tell you, one company locally that's uh, that's grappling with some of those uh, no problems when it comes to inflationary pressures and uh, and also inventory levels is Wes Farmers. Uh, out with some, uh, some updates today, including around that inventory uh, side of the equation. Given it's been under pressure over the past little bit, we thought it'd be an opportune time to go and get a view of a couple of experts as to whether it's worthwhile having a look for the portfolio. So today, Koshi sat down with Michael Gable from Fairmont Equities and Mark Garner from Macro Capital to go and see their thoughts on West Farmers. Take a listen. The return on investment is the highest in the diversified retail space. Um, really solid and, um, and great man- management, good balance sheet. Um, that sort of mining uh, yep. has become, and they're you know, fertilizer, and um, I think they're opening a mine, lithium, and things is their second largest division now. It's like it's, it's like a list of private equity business. It, it's, it's really it's, it's increasingly becoming Bunnings that, yeah. and Kmart in the retail, but has bits and pieces everywhere. It does, and I think it's trying to transform itself, um, you know, a, a little bit over time, and. Um, and you would definitely, given the uh, you know, given the quality of management and the track record yeah. of management, you'd probably back them to execute that. I'm happy to buy it here overall. You know, the announcement today wasn't you know that, that those are concerns. It's not a great revelation mm. to to the market and the share price. It's down slightly, but no more than the broader market anyway. So it seems to be holding in there. And the good thing about West Farmers is because of their market position and their pricing power, um, the relationships they have with supply chains, you know, whether it's Officeworks or Bunnings in that part of the business, you know, they're able to try to make the most of, of these inflationary pressures. There you have it. Uh, Mark, uh, Mark Gardner says it's a buy. And uh, look, uh, yeah, Michael Gable said that, uh, you know, looking to go buy it at a particular technical that we know. You're around 48 bucks, I think. Yeah, was, so yeah. Uh, yeah, at this stage, yeah, not going to be considered. But uh, no, of course, we've got to have the, uh, no, an update as well from the investment committee coming through soon. So looking to go and see what changes they make to the portfolio, if any. Uh, I think that will be coming out next week if uh, my calendar in my brain is uh, functioning at this stage. You mentioned some of the great conversations uh, that you had on the program today. We had a great chat today with uh, Libby Cantrell. He's a 
Managing Director at Pimco's Portfolio Management Group out of New York. Uh, really extensive uh, work experience that uh, she's had over the time. Yeah, uh, very, very senior position. So uh, public policy expert. So you know, trying to go and look through the investment lens of how to go and grapple with all these geopolitical tensions. And I'll tell you what, mate, it's a kind of interview that you would have gone and lapped I would up. Eat that up. Probably should have had you in here rather than me, but uh, oh, next time, of course. Um, also, uh, Zach Rias from Banyan Tree. We loved going to speak to Zach. Always out with some great uh, names at the moment. Uh, can go and cover both international and, uh, and domestic equities, of course. Today, it was a domestic focus. So I uh, had a look at some, uh, some stocks out there at the moment. I can see uh, some names here that uh, know, might be worthwhile having a look at both uh, a more value-orientated side and a growth side. One stock in particular that's had quite a big uh, sell-off in that growth side that a lot of people do like. So he likes the look of it now. So we'll see what he has to say. I do encourage you to go and listen to that in the show notes. And for those of you who don't want to go and pick an individual stock, well, want to go and have some ETFs. Uh, so today, uh, Andrew sat down with Andrew Vialant from DP Wealth Advisory and went through three uh, ETFs uh, to go and look at as equity markets wobble. So well and truly worth your while then. Yeah, and a couple of big days coming up. Uh, we've got uh, the countdown going to non-farm payrolls data. It's going to look like a bit of a mixed night, so we've got plenty of our hand on our hands for the next 24 hours. And like we said, right off the top, could be pretty choppy out there with uh, US markets looking a little shaky. And again, the POMs offline. Yeah, US futures currently in, uh, around about flat at this stage. I uh, know there's some data out you mentioned as well tonight. Uh, one of them is the jobs report that I can't go and mention because it's so inaccurate. Uh, but we'll wait for the non-farm payrolls tomorrow night. So until then, we might as well go wrap it up now. Have a good night, mate. Ripper, you too. <laughs>